up on I'm a sip sip I run the racks up with my queen like London and Nip But I got rich on all these I didn't forget back I had to go through the struggle I didn't forget that What's good world? Welcome to another episode of the Legends of Athletics Podcast And my question for today's episode is Are you training specifically for sports development, development in your skill, development in your speed, development in your in your overall athletic performance, or are you kind of shooting yourself in the foot and kind of keeping yourself in an athletic rut? So first of all, let's get into it. Let's uh, take care of some housekeeping, and then let's get into the meat of this podcast. So of course, I would like to thank Anchor, which you just heard the Anchor sponsorship for this platform as far as developing and producing and hosting podcasts. I also would like to thank those that have taken the time to follow Legends of Athletics on all social media platforms, those who have given feedback, those who have basically just kept up with the show since day one and kind of just kept up with new episodes and making sure that we're putting those things out. So uh, make sure that we keep we continue the, the, the value support and also make sure you tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell your girlfriend, your side girl, your grandmama them and everybody them about the podcast. So Let's jump right into it. So are you lifting to enhance your athletic performance, um, your athletic skill, things like that? What I mean by that is I remember, and we'll go back, then we'll, we'll come back forward. So I remember when I was playing sports back in high school and uh, we we went about the weight room as normal for this area. We, we did a lot of lifts. Of course, we did the compound lifts, the big three, bench press, squat, deadlift, a lot of compound movements. But we also did a lot of, I would say, power-based training more than explosive-based training. As far as explosive work and explosive movements, we had the power clean. But I think with the thinking back, thinking back to our programming uh, and the gravity that we've done them, I know that they were beneficial to start. But I think like the more weight you got, like I know, especially we were on a bigger, faster, stronger program back then. The more weight that you accumulated. The slower their weight will move, so then you get more into a power building more than explode, more than building explosion things like things of that nature. So, I think looking at our program over programming overall, as far as weight room things like that, we face more, like I said, more power building than explosive type skill enhancement, skill improvement type style weightlifting. Now, there is a, a place for that within your programming, but to be a to be the best athlete possible to be to get overall success as far as your athletic game, you need to be kind of practicing the best of both. So you do need you need you do need that power building, but you also need that explosive type movement. And when you're doing explosive type movements, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but when you're doing explosive type movements, of course, you want to stay with, within that 60, 70 percent max for for explosive type movements but somewhere sweet spots between 50 and 60 percent of your one rm or your one rep max um that is because when you get heavier weight you move the weight slower so in turn moving the weight slower you recruit more muscle fibers when you recruit more muscle fibers which you do want to recruit more muscle fibers but you recruit more slow twitch bigger muscle fibers to move the weight get the weight off the ground Let's say when we're going to use power clean, for example, get the weight off the ground, snatch, uh, clean the weight, things like that. So when you when you're moving a heavier weight, you're moving it slower, you're recruiting the wrong muscle fibers, and therefore you're, you're not getting the full benefit from that movement that you could get. Now, we do see movements like power clean, overhead snatch, overhead uh, press, um, the overhead squat, things like that, more Olympic style lifts 
within the world of CrossFit, and we see them done at a, I would say on on a local level, you see them done with a reasonable amount of weight, nothing too too heavy, nothing too light, but a reasonable amount of weight to get the most from that that lift. And of course, we want to be able to recruit those type two B, those type two muscle fibers, which are our fast twitch muscle fibers, in order to 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 be in the best position possible, as far as again our athletic prowess and gains. Now, the reason I say the reason I keep putting emphasis on improving athletic skill and improving athletic performance is because for most players, it's a very select group that doesn't need to get faster year to year. But for most players, you want to get bigger, faster, and stronger. So when you're looking to increase your explosion, you're looking to increase your acceleration, you're looking to increase your first step, things like that, even your vertical leaping ability, things like that, you want to be able to get weight off the ground, move it pretty, pretty quickly. So that uh, not only entails moving doing things like power cleans, but also within your squats with also in, in, into your bench press. So trying different ty- different lifting styles. I mean, we can always dissect and we can always uh, remove things from different lifting. Um, what's, what's the one I'm looking for? We can always remove things from different lifting programs, different lifting. Um, that's not the one I'm looking for. We, we're going to stick with programs right now just for the premise of the show. But we can always re- remove things from different weightlifting programs to add into our own to make that the best programming for us. So there are some uh, conjugate method techniques that are good for sports. There are some Westside barbell techniques that are good for sports. There are some Texas strength methods that are good for sports. There are also some CrossFit um, disciplines that we can take away from them and add them to our sports lifting as well and still get great benefit from it. Athletes now, I think, overall are more sleek, um, more... uh, more sleek as far as the body development they're not as big and bulky and blocky and 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 stiff as as uh older athletes were were um but i think that you know you also in that you need to be able to be perform better as well because we have more science and we have more knowledge than, than we had in in the past when this thing was kind of new so what are some things that you could do as an athlete to improve upon your athletic performance, especially if you're a kid that kind of lives on your own, or maybe you're in a position right now where you're walking on, or uh, maybe you're in a position where uh, you're new to the sport. We're going to use football. It's football season. It's fall, so we're going to use football. Maybe you're new to the sport, and you, you're you not necessarily playing right now, so you have a little more time to get your body and stuff like that um, in a better better position, better role. But also, uh, for those players that are, that are lifting right now, um, and getting ready for the season, you still got to lift in season to keep your body, uh, keep your body well and keep it whole and keep it in, in one piece. Um, you can you can use the same this same principle. So within the season, um, I personally um, it's I don't really see the need uh, on a high school level at least because you, neuro, your your CNS is not prepared uh, neurologically. You're not it's not mature enough to handle loads. Of 70 plus percent um, within a season and still developing being in a great position to deliver athletically um, you're working with a short week so most time practices you doing contact practice Monday Tuesday Wednesday um, walkthroughs on Thursday playing a game on Friday now um, a lot of teams go on Sunday to get a lift on Sunday make another lift on Tuesday uh, Wednesday 
Uh, Wednesday is kind of pushing it because you want to have your recovery uh, within it as well without risking high risk of injury or going into a Friday night's game very tight, sore, and um, unable to perform. But um, with lift, with lifting within the season, like I said, you don't want to exceed 70-plus percent. And you also want to keep that uh, in the game of football. Football is very, very physical, but you want to keep your lifting um, – as smart as possible. So things like, you know, you do want to do your full range of motion squats. You do want to do your your full uh, bench presses, things like that. But you also want to add in um, some mobility work uh, to be to be safe, to be on the safe side and to be as clean as possible. Add in mobility work because the more you get hit, the more physical you get uh, throughout the season. Just you, you get tighter naturally. Your body just gets tight and you become this – this wound up coil at the end of the season and you're not able to, to perform. But if you get a good lifting program, good lifting regimen, and make sure you really work on your mobility more than just static stretching, then you'll be in a good position. And, you know, even within the season, things like hang cleans are a good, good exercise. I know those are rare, hardly ever done these days. I'm gonna give you guys three, three hardly ever, ever done exercises that are real good to add for the season, but hang cleans are one. That's just where you get the bar. And instead of going down to the floor like a power clean, you would just go uh, grab the bar, raise up um, about shoulder, hands about shoulder width, go down to your knees, then explode up from there. Uh, explode through your hips, raise the bar up, flip your, flip your hands or flip, flick your wrist and catch the bar. And that's a hang clean. That's a good one to do. Um, also your neck, your neck muscles are very neglected because I think people hardly ever do neck exercises these days, but making sure I wouldn't say do bridges because it's very hard to do bridges unless you are a wrestler. It's very hard to do bridges safely and effectively. So doing neck manuals, like getting a towel or using your hand and uh, flexing, extending, bending, uh, doing even lateral, lateral bends side to side. Things like that are good. Also, neck uh, stretching your 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 neck muscles is, is good as well, because again, football is a high contact sport. Um, it's also been proven that stronger neck muscles reduce your chances of concussions, and you also just want to have that mobility just to be just to be on the safe side. Because the longer the season goes, anybody that's played the game knows that you know the more bumps and bruises you get, and it's just harder to move. And lastly, I would say isometrics um but thing with the thing with isometric holes isometric techniques within season you have to be very uh careful with those because they they do produce a lot of stress on the joints if you're not careful um and the, what the problem you run into a lot of times is people look at isometrics because you don't use a lot of weight or a weight's not coming down on you or you may be holding a weight statically things like that they look at it and, and you may get a lot of muscle slack. You may get a lot of muscle, um, not uh, don't have a lot of tension on the muscle. So therefore, instead of the, the bar or the load that you're pressing against being held from your muscles, you're holding them really with your tendons and joints. And therefore, you, 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 you significantly increase your chances of, of injury. Um, but you, you, you know, that that's just something else to add in. But that's one that I'll put up asterisk by because you want to add it in safely and not increase your, yourself to a lot of harm or increase your chances of of really you know really hurting yourself 
And so I just wanted to make sure uh, or get this little bit, this tidbit of information out to you about the importance of lifting the right way, um, especially with going in in season. That's a lot of the things that I, I would like to talk about uh, or I try to talk about is going in season uh, for football players. But even like I know I had a basketball player this summer, even for my basketball guys. Right now, you're still in the offseason or preseason phase at this point, honestly. So you can still kind of, you know, do do your finishing touches, uh, touch up work on your body before you go into the season. Um, so that means you can still do a little bit of heavy, heavy resistance training, but also do stuff that's realistic. Uh, I think a lot of times with basketball, what I kind of see is no lifting at all or you just completely are doing the wrong things. Uh, with my basketball guys or basketball players from current to past, what I've always tried to do is keep it realistic. So if you do have a trainer or if you're trained on your own, just make sure you're doing stuff that's realistic. I know when you look on Instagram, it's very cool to see somebody jumping over a mini hurdle and then jumping on a huge box and then doing a depth jump from 20 plus feet or 24 inches uh, uh, and beyond, which is dangerous on the knees because that's a lot just coming down. But I know that looks cool, but that that has little to no correlation to your actual game. So, you know, in sports, whether that be football, baseball, basketball, soccer, baseball, anything like that, think about what you're doing and think about how realistic it is. Um, you know, sports is rarely you're ever you're rarely ever in a position in sports where you have the time to load up and explode. Uh you're rarely in a squat position where you're going down ATG and coming up through somebody's chest. So you have to be able to make those muscles fire fast. You have to be able to make up to contract, get your co-contraction going hand in hand pretty quickly. Um, and you have to be able to get from point A to point B pretty quickly. So we'll talk about that more uh, in later episodes. We're also, um, that kind of wraps this episode up, but also going to try to do a few things with, with getting the YouTube going. So just showing, doing videos where we're showing uh, how to uh, or how to execute certain movements in the weight room, what they should look like, what you should be aiming for, how you could, how you can tailor that depending on what your what your goals are, your goals and aspirations are for the for the weight room. Also, um, I think I've came um, like I told you, I make a lot of decisions, but I, I've come uh, to the conclusion that I'm we're, we're probably gonna try to stream another podcast as well. Um, we're still gonna have this one going, so don't worry about that. But this one will still will still be going. But we're gonna make this one more sports related um, and take away some of the the. We're gonna make this one more sports related, and this other one we're gonna do more motivational type speaking, things like that. And so we're we're very. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, the, few, the couple people I got working and have talked to about it, they're very excited about it. And so we're gonna do that as well. As I said before, get the YouTube going, and also working on working on a few few new designs as far as merch goes. Um, just making sure that we get out there and make sure making sure Legends of Athletics is, is uh, well represented, um, not just from the athletes but in the community as well. And we we have a, a couple other other things that we're gonna work on for the rest of this year. And as we get those things done, we get those things taken care of, and we get those things figured out. I'll make sure that I relay them to you guys. And um, as you guys see fit, you know, you can help. You can always do that, uh, throw throw a donation in if you want to. But in all seriousness, uh, thank you guys for the support because without your support, without your, your sharing, without your 
you guys being behind this, it, it would not be possible. And I say that sincerely from my heart. Um, I think back over the years, uh, you know, I've been training for seven years. I think I've been podcasting for about two or three. And I think about, you know, all the times that, you know, I've, I've kind of gotten so caught up doing different things and I can come back and I know that the, the, the people are there to support and that's invaluable, uh, for that grace and that, that, uh, that support. And so I, I thank you guys. And as I say every day, you know, make sure you're getting 1% better each and every day. Make sure you do things that legends do. Make sure you're taking a road that's less travel and be legendary. We out.